All right, welcome to episode 13. I believe this is 13 of the one-on-one podcast. I'm Derek Hayworth Rodney. Um, and yeah, this is Wednesday, Tuesday, the third, uh, day two of free agency, I believe. Early days of free agency. Um, yes, uh, we are recording this. As of right now, the Lakers have signed Carmelo Anthony and Malik Monk. And the only reason I'm saying that is so that when people go back and they sign whoever else they sign. You'll just know that this is when this podcast is recorded, 3.45 on Tuesday evening. So uh, we're going to talk about a little bit about free agency, a lot about free agency this show, tease us some little topics for next episode, and also talk about the draft. So um, I guess we'll start off with the draft first, just get right into it. Any shockers, any any standouts in your, in your mind about the draft? Uh, shoot. I mean, well... First, you know, good to be back on. Uh, second, in terms of the draft, um, you know, it's it, a draft. It's crazy. It already feels so long ago, and it happened less than a week ago. But it already it feels Thursday. Like, yeah, no, <laughs> right. yeah. I'm saying less than a week ago, but it feels yeah. long ago. But I mean, the biggest thing was was to me was just Jalen Suggs getting skipped over at four for Scotty Barnes. I didn't. Yeah, I didn't Scotty. Me, uh, I, I thought you know Jalen Suggs ended up being probably the most underrated prospect in the whole draft. You know, it's like people forgot, you know, the national championship game or something, you know. Uh, you know, that Baylor team was really good. They had really good guards. And he was the only one out there for Gonzaga really doing anything, you know. Like, I, you know, good good luck to Corey Kispert in, in Washington. Shout out to him. But, I, you know, I would have been very upset if the Spurs took him. That's all I'll say on that. Uh, mm-hmm. But in terms of surprises, um, definitely Jalen Suggs, um, you know, going to five. You know, I thought he would have been a great Lowry replacement. Um and, you know, again, I don't want to bring up the Spurs too much, but they did take the biggest reach in the draft uh, with Josh Primo. Uh, he was the youngest player in the draft, you know, so it's kind of hard to – It's when, that, when I saw the pick, it reminded me of when the Suns took uh, Cam Johnson about, like, three years ago at, like, around the same time, around 12 to 14, but he was mocked. Like, all the mock drafts had him, like, late first round, uh, you know, and everyone just pretty much shit on the Suns, you know, you know, this and that, like, you know, you reached, you could have traded back, blah, blah, blah. But like, he's turned out to be a solid pick. Like there's no one right now complaining about that pick, but you look at it three years ago and because all the mock drafts had him going a certain place um, that, and who knows how accurate these are relative to NBA GMs. These are just like media people making these, these aren't GMs, you know what I mean? So it's, you know, there's some discrepancies. So, you know, if you, if you're going off the mock drafts and somebody reaches or whatever, then, you know, there's a lot of slander, but it's hard to slander a pick where you're you're picking the youngest player in the draft. You know, he shot 38% from three. It's like six six. He's got a 42 inch vertical. So, like on paper, you know, the potential is there. So, you know, that's not a pick you can judge for another couple of years, even though it was a reach given the mock drafts. But uh, yeah, those are the two big surprises for me. Um, you know, I I I don't remember anyone else. You know, sliding too far. I was a little surprised the Warriors took Kaminga, um, but yeah, th- th- that was it. I thought the draft was pretty straightforward for for the most part. It wasn't too many trades. Yeah, I have no no insight on the draft uh, at all, except for like the Scotty Barnes pick and then uh, Kay Cunningham breaking out some bus <laughs> uh, motorcade. I mean, uh, that's that's about it, honestly. Like I, you know, Jalen with his uh his seventy suit. Yeah, uh, I mean, I was. If, if it were me, if I were the Rockets, I probably would have took Evan Mobley at two. I know they already have Christian Wood, but I really think that they could both play together on the same court. Um, Evan Mobley you know, went three, right? Yeah, he went to Cavs, which yeah. I thought was, a, was a, I mean, at three, you know, after Jalen and Cade go, like, he's by far the best player available. So that was a no-brainer. I thought the Cavs, um, you know, locked into a great pick. I really like Mobley. Like, to me, Mobley and Cunningham, like, are way better than everyone else. And I look at just, you know, this is just my personal opinion. You know, Jalen Suggs and Jalen Green are both pretty neck and neck, but a little under, you know, Mobley and Cunningham. So that's just how I looked at it. I thought Kate Cunningham was the safest pick. I think Mobley has the most upside to me. Um, just when you look at, you know, how important bigs can be, especially ones that are mobile. Um, you know, he, he reminds me a lot of, you know, like a young Anthony Davis, Chris Bosch type. Um, 
you know, he has a similar game to them when they were his age, you know, like not right now, like he doesn't have a three point shot, but neither did Anthony Davis coming out of the draft. You know, um, he played next to his brother who was also a center. Um, so he played a lot of power forward um, and center kind of switching back and forth. Um, I don't know. I just looked at, I, I, but I do think Cade being six, seven and a point guard playmaker or whatever, like with a 40% three point shot already, like he was the safest pick and I would have probably taken him number one, but I do think Evan Mobley, is is going to be different. And I would have taken him over Jalen Green for sure. Uh, yeah, it'll be interesting. So I I have I admittedly have not watched essentially enough of Jalen Green to have any opinion of him. Um, yeah. I am not an NBA scout. I do not get paid. Right. I mean, to watch he was. I, mean, games, I, so. I, I watched like I play, I would say I probably watched two three G League games, which isn't a lot, like, which isn't a lot, but I yeah. probably more than the average person, but I mean, I, you know, and I'm not, you know, I don't that's think that's not a that, knock I, on the G League, I'm just saying, I just, no. right, right, yeah, yeah, it's just hard, it's just like a weird schedule, like, you don't really know when it comes on, like, but I, I, like, went out of my way to watch, like, two or three G League games with the Ignite, you know, so I saw Kaminga and Green play, tw- like, two or three times, and they're good, like, don't, like, don't get me wrong, like, if Jalen Green turns out to be really good, like, that's not going to be a surprise at all. To me, though, I think his comp is more like a Zach Levine, Bradley Beal sort of player, um, which is a really good player. And like, you know, in some cases he could be a Hall of Famer, but you also, at least to me, I look at the league and what's going on now. um, And I don't know if that type of player is necessarily correlating 100% to a championship, you know what I mean? But Mm -hmm. if you look at like a Cade Cunningham or Evan Mobley kind of player, like, you know, that, like how I said, he reminds me of Anthony Davis or Chris Bosch. Like, to me, those are just more like winning esque kind of players. Like, I look building at Jalen Clark. <clears throat> building, building block pieces to build like yeah, cornerstone exactly. pieces. I mean, excuse me. Exactly. Like, I think, like, again, I think Jalen Green's really good. He's super, like, he's probably the most athletic player in the draft, if not one of, he might be the most. Like, he's, you know, he's raw, but like, you could see the talent. And everyone talks about how, or, you know, just threw up her from other podcasts. Uh, you know, I have no direct sources, but from what I've heard, you know, people rave about his um, work ethic and, you know, wanting to be the best and this and that. And that's like very important, you know, intangible things. But, you know, when I just look at, you know, say like the finals and you look at, OK, like what player prototypes or what kind of players were making the biggest impact. And I look at Evan Mobley having, a you know, a DeAndre Ayton like impact. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, not that he's exactly DeAndre Ayton, but he could do everything DeAndre Ayton does but also can guard the perimeter on a switch. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So I, I, I just think if you look at a team, I would want that kind of player. Uh, like you could argue that DeAndre Ayton was more valuable, not better, but more valuable than Devin Booker. You could argue that. You know, I, I think in, in some cases it was true. You know, like they, the Suns won two games, and those two games were the two best games Ayton played, you know, at the end of the day, especially on defense. Uh, once Aiton started getting figured out, getting in foul trouble, couldn't guard Giannis, like they, they lost four straight times. And Devin Booker had some great games in those four games, like one or two great games. They still lost because you need, you know, it's, it's more than scoring, you know. Um, but yeah, that's just, you know, that's my two cents on the draft. Um, you know, from a Spurs perspective, I like the second round pick as well. Had some shooters. Uh, but yeah, that's, that's, I think that's all I got. I got yeah. my, my five minutes of the draft. I mean, yeah, I, I have nothing on the draft. Uh, the Lakers, I, I, obviously the Wizards pick. Um, no real surprises. The Lakers did not pick him, but they signed Matt uh, McClung. And, Matt McClung? Yeah, and the only reason I, I, you know, have any deeper knowledge of him is because he went to Georgetown and then transferred to Georgetown. And obviously, you know, that's local or whatever. Um, so we'll see how that goes out. Dallas Caruso replacement. Uh, um uh, yes. Alex Caruso replacement. Yeah, you need the you need the Alex Caruso replacement. I feel yeah. that. So, but speaking of replacements, I know we can kind of shift it to, to free agency. Hey, let's get into uh, it because this is this is this is this is where the meat of the podcast is going to be right here. Uh, right, right. So, so my first question is: obviously, we know the Lakers have signed a lot of people, and shout out to them. Um, you know, for getting one, getting Westbrook, and then filling that depth with you know because you know when we first talked about this last time it was like Shooters. you know I, I would have rather had buddy Hield and kcp and i agree with that like in terms of the shooting wings but you know i think you know wayne allington trevor ariza kent baysmore yeah, like, they do a lot of similar things I, i'm i was listening i know we're we, we're getting back all former lakers <laughs> do i i'm just saying that they're all good shooters that's all i'm saying defensively i think 
it's gonna be it's gonna be some struggles. Truly. Who was Trevor Reese's percentage for last year? Uh, like thirty six. Okay, and he's the worst out of yeah everyone y'all signed, including Malik Monk. Like Malik I, Monk shot forty, Wayne right. Ellington shot forty, even Melo shot forty last year. Actually, Kent Bazemore shot like thirty eight. I think like y'all have some shooters, but like y'all are now probably the oldest team in the league, so, uh, and defensively, I don't know. I know y'all are bringing back Marcus Gasol with Dwight, but my question was. Um, how do you feel about them, one, getting rid of Caruso, and two, like, where do you stand on uh, Horton Tucker? Because he's um, still a restricted free agent. Can, I think can, somebody's going to offer him, like, $10 million, I think. Can, can we back this up real quick? Can we go to the original Westbrook trade? And then we can, I can bring this in, like, wrap it yeah. all around. Yeah, do your thing. All right, so um, originally when, when the news broke, it was Trez and I believe – Kuzma for Buddy Hield. This is before. Yeah, the- Obviously, we signed everybody, so we're going to keep KCP. Obviously, the Lakers' biggest flaw is we don't have shooting. KCP is the on, on the roster that we had before was the best theoretical shooter, like just pure shooter, right? Um, and I was like, we could get Buddy Hill and keep KCP, and like you know, everybody's throwing around Westbrook, and obviously, like I'm not stupid, like if. Westbrook is a better player than like Buddy Hill, like over the course of his career, like if you're building a franchise, obviously he's older now, but like Buddy Hill's younger, a better shooter fits, you know what I'm saying? Tall, you know, longer wing, all that stuff. It just, it just was a better, it's one of those things that's just a better fit. And I knew what the Lakers were going to do. The Lakers are the Lakers star power. It's a very LA thing to do to go out and get Westbrook and it could work out. I don't want to, you know, I'm not saying, it, it's not going to work out. And obviously they've done things since then to address the shooting needs. But originally I really wanted Buddy Hill. I just felt like that was just such a great fit. And he, I mean, he's a, he's a 16, I think he was 16 points per game last year, but I think his career high is like 19 or 20. So he can get you 18 points. You know what I'm saying? You don't, you don't need somebody out there scoring another, you know, 30 Theoretically, you're going to have hopefully Anthony Davis leads the team in scoring. LeBron's right around 25, 24, 25. And then you get Buddy Hill, you know. So that was my 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 logic behind that. Obviously, you know, like Westbrook does Westbrook things like the triple doubles. Like he's a great teammate by all accounts. He's going to impact games in overall positive way. Like teams get better when Russell Westbrook plays. Now, there is a ceiling. We, we've seen that before. You know, it goes down and eventually at the end of the games, he makes – those head scratching plays, but you have LeBron on your team, so he's not going to make those plays. And obviously, teams don't get necessarily better when Buddy Hill's there. But you know, we only have the Kings to reference. But you know, he's not the level player of Westbrook. So that was my theory on that. Um, and then, as far as sorry, so that was that was why I wanted. I just want to throw that out there because I was very pro Buddy Hill, especially if we could keep KCP. And even if you were going to move him later, you know, you could put him in another package. Um, since then. It just seems like we've just signed, like, it, it just seems like we we're going to be the old head Lakers. Like, I, like I started hearing the mellow rumors, the really gay rumors. People were putting the fire emoji. I'm like, I'm you know. Very, very 2004. Yeah, I'm like, you know, like, uh, slow down. Like, these in, in, a, in a vacuum, these are not, like, bad people. But, like, we got to play 82 basketball games. These dudes are not young. Like, I mean, and to your point, I'm just reading it off real quick. Carmelo, 37. LeBron, 36. Trevor Reza, 36. Mark Gasol, 36. This is Dwight the 2004, Howard, 2003 draft Wayne, class. Wayne Ellington, 33. Kent Bazemore, 32. Westbrook, 32. And, and then also, I, I know these guys have had good shooting seasons, and I, I'm, I'm a believer in Wayne Ellington, but a lot of these other guys, like Carmelo, 40%, the Malik Monk, 40%. Like, I'm like, uh, these are kind of like some streaky. These ain't like your J.J. Reddicks or your Kyle Corbers or anybody. These are like – you have so many of them that you hope that they're not all off on the same night. But, like, it wouldn't surprise me if, like, I, I looked at the boss score and, like, Kent Bazemore went, like, 0 for 6 one night. You oh, know yeah, what I mean? These are – these are your, your – your really- you have such a such a – like accumulation of shooters, you're just hoping that every night they, at least yeah. one, or two, one or two is shooting. Well. That's what I'm saying. Like everybody's like, "Oh, Carmelo's a shooter." I'm like, he is, but like also like he's not. You know what I'm saying? Like he, you don't want him to be your shooter. He can be one of a collective group. Well, yeah, um, that's what you got. A, a nice collective group. I don't see. That's the thing. They owe, and it's like streaky, and that that's kind of stuff never really works out. But 
this is very Laker-like. You know what I'm saying? Go out, star power, get the big names, get the 2004, 2003 draft class. So we'll see how that how that plays out. Um, I will say that with no Kawhi, y'all are definitely the favorites in the West. But I wouldn't put y'all ahead of the, ahead of Brooklyn. So um, I'm sorry, Ken. Before we get into that, he, the, the last half of your question was it Caruso? Or, oh yeah, or... yeah. I was saying yeah, just uh, you know Caruso. You know, yeah, Caruso the, was going to go. The Lakers could have the Lakers could have matched him. Well, Caruso wanted the team back up with Lonzo and bring back. Uh, listen, a, a, a former Laker that we, we should have brought back. Need a guard, Lonzo. But, I mean, too much money. But the Lakers, um, I mean, I knew Caruso was going to get a bag. They was going to chase it down. I'm not really mad. He definitely was, like, defensively could have used them. But, like, he has to improve his shooting. And, like, I don't know where I'm at at that point with it because it's like this team desperately needs shooting. Like, you know what I'm saying at, at the time and they still you know and but they also need defense like you said so it's like he's gonna bring the defense but he's probably gonna like you're gonna have to knock off one of those streaky shooters and then you know you have you need as many of those streaky shooters as you need on the roster but uh, I'm happy for him Tom Rill served um he could always be back as we see how the, how the Lakers operate uh, um Dwight was definitely low-key a, a big signing um just because just the size in the middle of the big man. Like you said on the show, you missed the death. And I was listening to another podcast and he was talking about it. And it's very true. I like, and we could, this is kind of teasing it for our later episodes, but like playoff basketball, like that whole small ball, we're going to run. You could still do like sort of version of small ball. And, and I've said before, a small ball is a myth. It's really like six, eight and above ball. And you just want a center that has guard-like abilities or can switch, but you still want him to be seven foot if possible. But you could do that whole, like, we're going to shoot threes and we're going to score 130 points and run around the court during the regular season. But the game slows down and it gets very physical and you need bigs in the playoffs. As you can see, the last champions, uh, Milwaukee was a very big team. The Lakers were a big team. Golden State low-key was a had size. Um, I could be blanking on who. Was it Golden State back-to-back? Yeah. So even the, you go to the Cavs, like, they weren't uh, small. So, you know, we definitely needed, like, size. So you hope that he's just still formidable. Um, and, you know, Anthony Davis can get hurt at any moment. So, um, Hey, breaking news, breaking news. San Antonio Spurs send DeMar DeRozan to the Bulls for that young future first-round pick and two second-round picks. Wow. So they got – Levine, Thaddeus Young, Caruso, and Lonzo. No, Thaddeus Young is on the Spurs. I mean, sorry. Look, yeah, everybody, but I said, but Thaddeus Young. Yo, Thaddeus, yeah, I feel like Lon- Thaddeus Young has been in the league for 25 years. <laughs> yeah, he's 33. I looked it up. Cause and that's I crazy because I feel like three years ago he was 33. <laughs> I mean, I, he, I think he's like one of the – I don't know if he, he either went to college one year or even maybe, maybe came out of high school. He's like one of the last guys come out of high school or something if like that. If you told that, me Thaddeus Young was 30 in 2015, I wouldn't have questioned it. <laughs> um, how do you feel about that move? Oh, I mean, I feel great about it. You know, I think this, they're finally going full youth movement. You know, the, you know, Patty Mills walked, Rudy Gay walked. It's cool with me. We got something for DeRozan. You know, it's going to be a lot of opportunity. I think now for the first time, they'll, it'll be a real opportunity for the young guys. You know, DeJounte Murray, Derek White, Lonnie Walker. You know, they drafted uh, Vassell last year. I don't think Primo, um, the guy who they drafted this year, is going to get on the court much. Uh, Keldon Johnson. Like, they have a, the Spurs have a lot of perimeter guys, uh, but they're all, you know, either pretty good or average or, you know what I'm saying? Like, they're just like in that B-minus tier. But now that DeRozan is gone, uh, either two things are going to happen. Either they're going to be very bad and get a top three pick, or we're going to see some guys make a step forward and they're going to be pretty good because I, you know, they signed Doug McDermott, who I liked. Um, I, uh, he was kind of expensive, but I liked, I like him as a player in general, six, eight, he can shoot um, and actually go off the, off the dribble as well. Um, Zach Collins, you know, if he ever could stay healthy, it was a good signing, but you know, we'll see about that. TBD, I suppose, but it's either two things are going to happen. Like I said, they're either going to be really bad or the young players are going to step up and they'll be pretty good, but they'll have a young team. The thing with DeRozan was he was just a bad fit because he just raises your floor so much that we're just you're just kind of stuck in the middle. Like you're never going to be 
bad enough with him to like be a top five pick, but you're never going to be good enough with him either. Right. So it makes yeah, you're not going to ever be good enough to you know get past the first or second round. You know what I mean? Especially with the especially or playoffs period. Right. You know what I mean? So they were just in that weird in between. Like we still want to compete and have a veteran team, blah blah blah. But like, well, these veterans weren't it. They got rid of all the all the veterans, all the dead, dead weight. Yeah, I mean, I like Patty. I actually kind of wish he had stayed, but again, like, if you're going to go youth movement, you got to go all out. I think that was a great signing for Brooklyn. Like, I think they're definitely still the favorite. Um, he can step in, like, if, if Kyrie is deciding he's, he's taking off for Juneteenth, you know. Patty oh, Patty signed with Brooklyn. I missed that. Yeah, he did. Uh, how long ago was that? It, it had to be within the last hour. Yeah, it was, in, it was like 30 minutes ago. It was like two years, 12 million. Oh, Damn. Yeah, damn, so damn, that's what damn. I'm saying. Good, good, good move for for Brooklyn for sure. They didn't really like, you know, Mike James was their backup point guard. So I like Patty Mills for sure for with them. I'm rooting yeah, for Mike him. James was all he, right. Patty, though, yeah, he was all right, but Patty Mills is way better than Mike James. No, no, no disrespect to Mike James. You're you're a league legend. No disrespect, but he's no Patty Mills, the best Olympian basketball player of all time. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, you know, if if Patty because if Patty Mills had gone to the Lakers or the Warriors, I'd have been hurt. That I know he would have cooked, so I'm glad he's he can cook in Brooklyn and beat the Lakers in the finals and in our Spurs honor. We'll see about that one. Oh, uh, oh, but I think your question to me was about uh, Tucker HT. Yeah, because he's still yeah. restricted free agent. Technically, y'all can match him if y'all are ready to pay that crazy luxury tax. Because I think somebody's going to offer him a real deal, like eight to ten million. Like, I mean, like if Caruso, if Caruso got nine million, THT. Being like 22 and having that hype around him, whatever, like he's gonna get something similar, I think. Uh, I don't mind it. I mean, we should, I mean we're the Lakers. I mean, if any team can go to luxury tax, it's us. So I'm wondering on this roster, though, like I'm looking at it. Who's roster? Our roster. I was looking at it. I'm trying to figure out, like, I guess who does he play over? I mean, he would he would honestly could start at shooting guard. You know, he's gonna play over like Wayne Ellington. Like, who's y'all starting two right now? Yeah, that's that's yeah, very true. Now that KCP is gone and Kuzma's gone, like y'all don't have a two. Y'all just have a collection of wings, and whoever's hot is gonna be. Because right now, you know, outside of LeBron, Westbrook, AD, like those last two spots, depending on how much AD plays the five or the four, you know, Dwight may or may not get more minutes. Um, and then that, you know, even if you start with Dwight at the five, AD at the four, LeBron, Westbrook, like that two, that two spot is is open for the taking. You know, Ken Bazemore might start for all we know. Yeah, he could definitely, he should definitely be able to get um, minutes over Ken Bazemore. Sorry, I was looking, I had the Lakers roster up, um, and uh, so much, so so many notifications coming, I, I can't find it. But either way, I think we should definitely bring him back um, at this point. Um, I'm not against it, but I I do see that somebody giving him a real, a real uh, like you said, a real offer, a real contract. So it'll be interesting. Um, I just want to see how all this plays out because you know it's all going to fall on um, Frank Frankie's shoulders if, if something goes wrong. <laughs> it's it's a very interesting roster, man. It's just, and then you got to worry about the minutes. You know what I'm saying? These guys can't play 100 minutes. You know what I'm saying? They can't play. You can't have people out there playing 40 minutes a night. I, hey, I will say, though, especially with the Westbrook signing, I think Westbrook, you know, he for, for wherever you want to sit out Westbrook, he goes hard every game. He goes hard. And so I do think he kind of will bring the you know, that, every that, night that, and be able yeah, to leave is, the nights yeah, that people that, can't. Yeah, Right. Oh, in, the, in the regular season. Like, this is the, yeah. This no, I definitely see it. Thing only. Yeah, I, I think could that definitely Westbrook see that. will elevate y'all in the regular season. Now, come playoff time. You know, is Westbrook going to be okay taking, like, 12 shots? Because that's what he should be taking as the third option with LeBron and AD and these shooters. He should be taking, like, 10 to 12 shots and, you know, pretty much just play good defense and be a playmaker. That's what he should do, hypothetically. You know, something kind of like how Chris Paul did. Like, Chris Paul only had, like, 14 points per game or whatever, but he was a, a leader and, you know, played good defense, et cetera, et cetera. Can Westbrook become that Chris Bosh third option type? Or is he going to be Westbrook? Because I think the regular season is you can let him be Westbrook because you can, like you said, you're going to need that. LeBron's going to take nights off at 36, turning 37, uh, and et cetera, et cetera. But come playoff time, you know, how's that going to work? I don't know. 
I definitely think we need to sign a backup point guard. Um, yeah, that's true. All these players are just like wings and guys who can't create for themselves. Unless we're uh, playing a lot LeBron of LeBron being the backup point guard. I mean, that's pretty much what it is. But yeah, yeah. it's just at all times, Westbrook or LeBron is going to have to be on the court, basically. Which I can see, though. I definitely I mean, can yeah, see that's this. That's not yeah, a bad thing. Yeah, yeah. It's not, I mean, one one injury might, might really mess you up, but you could say that for almost any team. Right. So, I mean, that's my opinion. It's just – I'll just say this. I've seen this – I've I've seen this uh, – I've seen this this movie before. <laughs> so, I'll, I'll be interested to see if this one works out any difference. Yeah. No, I mean, I look, I hear you. Like I said, I, I feel like it's definitely giving me some – 2004 Laker energy right about now, you know? Yeah, but that 2004 team, I will say... They were good. Yeah, for what it was worth. <laughs> it's, not, it's not like they were... It's not like they sucked or anything. They were good, you if know? If you think about it, there was a Carl Malone injury. Uh, fuck that guy, but still. Um, and, I mean, a Kobe Bryant, like, legal case. And they still was... I mean, they only won one game in the finals, but you're still three games away from winning at all. You know what I'm saying? With, with the injury... That you know, Malone basically didn't play. I think he played like game one and, and you know got hurt in that game or whatever, whatever game he got hurt in. Um, so it is what it is, and you know, that team for what it's worth, that team had stars like you know, the Gary Payton, Shaq, but they had the the role players around them. This team just seems like, well, I guess it's the same. I, I, it just seemed a little bit older across the board, but I'll have to look at that roster uh, again to see who, who was down the line, but um. It's interesting. It's interesting. Um, how do you feel about Miami? Because that's the team I was looking at. Like, hmm. Oh yeah, they are. They're, hey, I'll give you that. If I look, if any team, if it ever is a fight, that's the team I'm picking. They got some. They got some fighters. Uh, you know, they got that. You know, punch you in the face sort of mentality. Like they, they have a team built for the playoffs between Lowry, Jimmy Butler, PJ Tucker, Bam. Um, and then Duncan Robinson, like that's a great starting five, super physical starting five. Um, you know, I still think hypothetically they will have, I mean, Bam actually guards Giannis really well. If the Sixers ever got their shit together, I think that the Sixers will be a mad matchup for them just because none of them dudes were touching Embiid. Um, but as long as Ben Simmons is there, I will no longer consider the Philadelphia 76ers a contender of anything <laughs> other than disappointment. Um, you know, they, they just signed Andre Drummond. Uh, you know, have, God, God bless them. Uh, the Sixers, so, yeah, they love yeah. signing Lakers big men after <laughs> the Lakers. <laughs> right, yeah. That's God, gonna, God, that has to God be a funny. That's hard. gonna be a funny. I would pay to see the first practice between him and uh. And oh, indeed. Oh, yeah. yeah. That's gonna be. It's gonna be ugly. Ben Simmons, Dybul, and fucking Drummond all on the court. Jesus Christ. Uh, no spacing. Yeah, that's just nasty work all around. But in terms of the Heat, I think that they're. Taking PJ Tucker away from the Bucks, it, see, and I said it on the last show, I was like, I'm not 100 percent sure this Bucks team is running this back. I, you know, respect well, to Giannis. PJ Tucker's their only loss. PJ Tucker's their only loss. They kept Bobby Porter's. They signed Rodney Hood. They'll have DiVincenzo coming back from injury. Uh, they definitely need another big for sure. But I think they'll be pretty, pretty similar. It, uh, no, it's, yeah, it's definitely there. I'm just saying, I wasn't like it. Didn't look like to me. I wasn't yeah, so no, sure. Yeah, no, PJ Tucker wasn't staying in fucking Milwaukee. Hell no. <laughs> I wasn't hundred percent sure that they were, you know, like, oh, the, the, this is it. It looked, it looked like it was like obviously now we're in the Giannis. I guess we can call it the Giannis era. It looks like you know him, best player in the league, all that. But I wasn't sure that that team was like, oh, the, the, this team can come back next year and do it again. I'm like, well, the Nets are there. And then, you know, the Heat making all these moves. I'm like, and they could very well be right back in the finals. But like I said, they're Kevin Durant wearing a size 12 instead of the size 14 away from not, we're not even having this conversation. So it is what it is. Um, That's an interesting signing. I also heard the Lakers are trying to get Danny Green. I haven't heard anything about that since yesterday. So I don't know if he signed anywhere. Um. And I've also heard rumors about Victor Oladipo. So, I mean, there's still a lot of people out there on the free agency market. Uh, it'll be very interesting. I'm still waiting on the Ben Simmons trade news. And I'm still waiting to see what Portland does. I don't know if you have any other sleepers that. Uh, hmm, any sleepers? I mean, I think the Bulls 
are gonna are kind of sneaky now. Like low key, they have three they have three all stars now with Lonzo. That's a sneaky team. Uh, you know, we'll see if they re-sign Lori Markinen, but they have Patrick Williams, like Lonzo, Levine, DeRozan, one, two, three, then Patrick Williams, that rookie they drafted last year, and then Vooch at the five. Like that's a sneaky team. Like, do I think that they're Lonzo's a like, third all star? No, DeRozan, Zach Levine, and Vucevic oh, all Luch. made the all star oh, team. Oh, I'm sorry. I was I was playing. I was like, Lonzo's the third. No, no, no. That's what I'm saying. Three all-stars with, with Lonzo. Lonzo. Like, yeah, okay. Sorry. I yeah, that's, 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 that's pretty good. They got Kobe White coming off the bench still. Like, they have a sneaky team. Like, do I think that they're, you know, going to compete with the Nets or even Miami? Probably not. But I do think that they're, like, they're with, you know, they're, like, maybe a step down, like, maybe around, like, the Hawks, uh, the Sixers, maybe. You know, I, I, I can see them in that four to six seed range. Um, you know, fighting fighting to make the second round. Um, but I just think that that's, that's just going to be an interesting team to watch um just because it's just a it's a random collection of players who are all pretty good but it's like does it fit do they, they fit do they out? work like like can any of them play defense like i have no, no. idea well Lonzo uh, can but well, well patrick williams can but like DeRozan, he's he tries you know he's not awful i think he's gotten better especially at least on the spurs you know i've watched enough spurs games he wasn't a liability you know i wasn't yelling at him uh levine <laughs> Also, you know, kind of better. I do think Vucevic is kind of poor at at the five on defense, but but they got they got they they can score. They got some hoopers, like and especially in the half court, they got guys who can score like in isolation between Levine and and DeRozan. Um, you know, with Lonzo like spotting up off them, like Lonzo. I think DeRozan is going to play a lot of point guard for them, low key. Like he's going to be on the ball a lot. Um, I think people really see his playmaking. Like last year, he pretty much ran point guard for the Spurs a lot, and and he was very good, especially like off the pick and roll, like. You know him with the pick and roll with Lonzo and Levine spotting up and doing something like that's that's really something. Um, you know, I think that they're, you know, like I said, maybe a, a step below the Hawks. Like I would say, the Nets are one, the Bucks are two, uh, the Heat are three, the Hawks are four, and then I think the Bulls are probably right there at five in terms of my my off the top of my head power rankings. Right there with the Sixers, you know, five and six, um, five or six. Um, so yeah. I think that's another a, a sneaky team. Uh, we'll see. I, I, you know, unless you know, unless the Sixers go go trade for Dame, then we'll have to reevaluate. But that's where that's where I stand on them right now. Um, very very under the radar. Okay. I feel it. I feel it. Um, I'm still waiting for all. There's a lot of people are still out there. Um, so I still want to wait to see where all this shakes out. I don't want to jump into. Uh, like this team power rankings, all this right now. But I do definitely like the Lakers. I mean, on, on paper, like they're definitely up there. I, I think Kawhi is coming back, but also he's not playing. So, well, you know. yeah, I'm going to say he's out for, he's out for the year, yeah. regardless. He's not playing. Whether or not so, he's, you know, he's coming back, but, you know, it is and I don't know what the, what the Nuggets are going to do, if they're going to stand pat. I mean, if Kawhi is not out there and then, the, the, you know, the Nuggets and, and, and um, the Suns, you got to talk about them just because they, they are, you know, the Western Conference champions, the friendly Western Conference champion. But um, if they stand packed, I know they brought back CP3. It does feel like, you know, the Lakers should be like the favorites to come out of the West. As far as the East, I have the, I have the Heat and the Nets right now. And I, I would really love to see that series if everybody's healthy. I mean, it's still looking like the Nets, obviously, because um, I mean, you know, the collection of talent. But, you know, Spencer Dinwiddie's still out there. He seems like he wants to come to the Wizards. Don't ask me why. Um, Are they going to pay him the most? That's the obvious one. Well, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I mean, he's, and any other team he goes to, he's probably not going to start. Dinwiddie's the out there. Probably, Wizards might be the only team in the league actually looking for a starting point guard. Uh, who else is out? Um, like I said, Oladipo. Um... Dennis, um, still out there as far as I know. Dennis Stroder, Stroder. Um, so yeah, we'll see. We'll definitely see. Yeah, no, we'll see. Yeah, like you said, there, like there's some still, there's some some players that like you know, Tillerton Tucker's out there. Some I'm still waiting to see who offers him. Uh, you know, I think it'll be interesting to see. You know, like I think right now, who has the most. Cap, it might be the Spurs with the most cap, either them or like OKC, you know. So there's some teams out there with cap still. So yeah, it's you know, we're we're definitely still in the thick of, of free agency. 
What did Devonte Devonte Graham? Um, he said the Pelicans. The Pelicans. Yeah, since well, I mean that isn't. I guess it's going to be interesting to play out. I've, it's been a very eventful first few days. I mean, obviously the Lakers and the Heat um, have taken, and the Nets have taken um, precedent in my mind, and obviously even more because I'm a Laker fan. But just to recap that, it it, it seems seems like the Lakers are really taking this this win now, which which they should um, go all in, and we're going to get veteran guys who have been in the fight, been in the league, know what they have to go through approach. So we'll see how that plays out. Injuries and fit are always a concern, you know, especially for these one-and-done teams. We'll see what the Bulls do. I know DeMar DeRozan was trying his hardest to get to Los Angeles. <laughs> his a yearly campaign every offseason to to get to L.A. Yeah, um, stay, stay mellow. Stay mellow. It's time. Uh, hey, he's already tweeted out with the, with the, the L as the Laker L, so we'll Exactly. The, the branding is strong. He's ready. Oh, yeah, yeah. You he's, know. Had, he's, had, he's had that, he's had that, that ready. Yeah, three, that was pretty quick. Now, yeah. At least. The, the, the pictures of Melo and um, LeBron from the 03 rookie challenge, rookie uh, game, um, or either the 04 All-Star game, whatever one, of them sitting side by side, they already got them in the Lakers jersey standing behind them. I'm like, you niggas are ready for this. <laughs> um. <laughs> Yeah, I'm gonna say yes. The Lakers, those Lakers screenshots. They got the, the or not screenshots. Uh, I don't memes. know why it's screenshots. Not even memes. Uh, um, photo Photoshop. Oh, from yes, years all, ago. Yes, all and... the Photoshop. Yes, all the ten year old Photoshop is is finally manifested itself. I mean, at this point, like in the NBA, I don't even. I feel like it's just to the point where, like, you have that good seven to ten years, six to ten years, somewhere in that window where your star players on your team and then they, they might go somewhere after that. But after that, they get to a certain age and all those photoshops really do become real. Cause he's, you know, like these dudes really do want to play for the Lakers. You know what I'm saying? Who doesn't, you know, especially if you're a kid from Los Angeles in Westbrook's case, or you, you know, mellow, you've been in big markets your whole career. Well, I guess yeah, yeah, well, New York, you know, you, you, you really wanted to be in a big market. So, I mean, these screenshots are going to come true eventually. I, the way I look at it now, it doesn't even shock me, especially with how free agency works and how everybody is, you know, they get to a point where they start ring chasing, which, you know, at, at 30, once you get to a certain age of 30, it doesn't even bother me when you start ring chasing because, you know, you already know what it is. So, you know, it, it does not shock me at all. I don't know how you feel about it, but. In terms of what, just like people going to the Lakers? No, just just in general. Like I was just talking about, like the screenshots. Like they all, you know. Oh, I mean, well, the yeah, only screenshots, I mean, the only things that sorry, because the only things that would shock me now would, would be like, and he just signed, so I know this would happen. Would be like Steph Curry, you know, like uh, leaving, yeah, go somewhere, no, you know, what I'm saying? people like that, like he, you know. But it's not too many people. Like you tell me, would you be shocked if Giannis wasn't? Giannis is a little bit different, I feel like, but I wouldn't be like shocked you know what i'm saying i wouldn't be shocked if Embiid was somewhere else in a couple of years you know what i'm saying like the days of like oh i'm gonna play all my years on the utah jazz and then go chase the a ring on the lakers for one season and retire are done you know what i'm saying so very few lifers in the nba these days yeah no that's definitely true i mean you know, in, ter- in terms of all that, I mean, you know, I have I have no I have no qualms, you know, with anybody moving to anyone like, you know, Twitter is going to be Twitter. You know, everybody's going crazy over the Lakers signing and stuff. Uh, I, you know, like I said, I still think that that's better. Uh, I mean, I still have to see the Lakers play because, like I said, I've seen, I've seen this. Mo- I like I've seen <laughs> this movie. I mean, it, we've all not only have we seen this movie before and yes, LeBron was a younger. We've seen it with LeBron. We saw him do this with the Cavs. He had to ship the way way back to Miami. You know what I'm saying? He got Isaiah Thomas. And I guess he took those those teams to the finals, albeit in the East, and he was a little bit younger. But we've seen these, you know, dream teams or these superstar teams come together around LeBron. And we've seen it work and we've seen it, you know, the Cavs being the one situation that that, you know, didn't necessarily necessarily work, but Yeah, that's true. I mean, so I guess going forward, like, what are you still hoping the Lakers do? I guess other than re-sign 
Horton Tucker? Um, I, 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 I wouldn't mind Dennis back on a on a on a um team Who? friendly deal, Dennis. But I know that's my boy. I must say you could for you could forget that one, buddy. Yeah. I will say it's actually funny because if Dennis had just taken that four years eighty that y'all initially offered, like y'all would not be here right now. Like y'all would not have Westbrook and all this this shit going on yeah. right now if he had just refined. So you know, I guess weirdly things work out. I don't know. Um, I'm hearing buzz about Victor Lodipo being a one year minimum because he doesn't have anywhere to go to, uh, the market's drying up for him. So, I mean, at this point, if you're going to build the dream team, I guess you, you might as well go all in. <laughs> like, I don't, I mean, I, I, I worry about like how much basketball is on the court, like how, how much are these guys really going to sacrifice? But, right. you know, like I said, if you, if you're going to do it, like you said, do the youth movement, go all in. You know, if you're gonna do the 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 we're gonna sign all the stars movement, go all in. You know what I'm saying? Um, I wouldn't mind Danny Green at this point just for more shooting. Although I know what about, myself, what about Kelly Oubre? What about Kelly Oubre? No. Uh, <laughs> I, listen, what about, I, I'm. I, what about what about uh, Iguodala? I heard that. I heard that. I think. I think sneakily he might. I just feel like he might go back to the uh, Warriors. Yeah, Brent Forbes. Brent Forbes. I wouldn't mind. I wouldn't mind some Brent Forbes on my team. He's ass, but God bless. He can shoot. Yeah, uh, that's, that's what we're there. That's what that's what he's there. Excuse me. That's what he's there for. Yeah, he can shoot. Um, that's about it. He's ass. Uh, and come playoff time, they'll they'll play him off the court. He can't. He can't guard. He can barely guard me. I was gonna uh, say that's what, that's the only reason I Danny Green is like defense and shooting. But you know, come playoff. Playoff time, he's going to throw some bricks. So, like, who was cooking Danny? Oh man, I'm I'm not calling Danny Green no three and D player no more after what Trey well, Young did to him. He would half. he would fit. Well, oh, come on, Danny Green's like 50 years old now. Like, that's, my, that's the, my point. That's in my the 50 point. year old category, of, he fits with the rest of the team though. They these well, dudes. Well, I, don't, I don't know. Do you want that? Do you want more people like that? No, but at this point, you just go all <laughs> in. I, I'm I have no beef with Kelly Oubre. Actually, like I in, on, in a in a in a different world, I wouldn't mind it. I just don't think he's going to fit with this team. Um, but I mean, he does play defense and he is a hustler, so he might actually. Um, what about uh, a sneaky one? Is uh, Kendrick Nunn? Kendrick Nunn kind of feels like Westbrook Jr. on this roster. <laughs> <laughs> I mean. Um, I don't know. Like, score, definitely scoring off the bench, backup point guard. But you wonder, you wonder how much of his scoring is going to come at the expense of actually winning the offense. I don't know. Like, the team. I don't like. I have to see this team play. The reason why I don't. I guess this whole show. I don't have too much to say about this team. Also, they're just old and just. I don't know how it fits. Like, I don't like. In theory, like it's a lot of good names, but like. I ain't never seen Dwight Howard and Carmelo Anthony on the floor together with LeBron James and, and Russell Westbrook. Like, how the hell does that work? You know what I'm saying? Like, right. I, so you saying Kendrick Nunn, like, yes, we need a backup point guard, but it almost feels like we need somebody who can, like, also shoot, you know, obviously shoot and score a their own shot, but also it's going to be a little bit more of, like, a facilitator because I'm assuming Carmelo Anthony is going to come off the bench and want his shots. I'm assuming, you know, you're going to want – you paid Wayne Ellington, you're going to want him to shoot. You know what I'm saying? I'm assuming, you know, Malik Monk is going to want to take shots. I mean, that's what he's there for, you know. And you just bring it in like – Kendrick Nunn feels like we just go into the wreck and you're just picking up five five dudes that you – or four you're, – you're the fifth. You're just picking up four dudes that you know can score. And like, oh, he can handle the rock. Oh, he can shoot. Like, just good players and y'all get on the court and y'all realize y'all all do the same thing. And it may work in pickup games or whatever, but like you're like, damn, we actually don't really fit that well together, but we're all talented enough to make it work or whatever. So I don't know. Um I'm trying to think. I don't know who yeah, else I'm trying to look at it's so much free agency tweets and so many Rob Linka memes uh of him holding up <laughs> MVP trophies. I'm trying to figure out who I mean. What is campaign doing? Like, like no, he got signed. He got signed. Oh, who did he get signed to? He's he's back to his Phoenix. Back to Phoenix. Okay. Yeah, he's on a good deal too. It's like three years, twenty eight million or something. All right, trying to figure out. Um, 
I mean, obviously, as of a couple of days ago, I heard the buddies, buddy rumors are still on the table, but I don't know how they flip that. Um, yeah, I don't know who, I don't even know who they have to trade unless they were trading Horton Tucker for him. We could do that. <laughs> I mean, that's like the only player of any value. Yeah, I, I'm not good to saying, and I'm, I'm there. Yeah, and I'm definitely saying we, we can do that. We can make that. We can make some shake. Um, yeah, I don't know. Like, I'm getting, I'm gearing up for a season. The first couple of days of the season is going to be fun. Um, definitely gearing up to watch some coups uh, take over Liddy in the city. Should be fun times in these DC streets. Um, on that note, but I don't really. It just, I don't know. This is. This is a very old head move. It feels like the the changing of an era. It's happening. Like these, this is the last dance for all these old heads. Yeah, I don't have any. I don't know. I can't. I can't call it. I will have to see where this shakes up further. Um, but like I said, like these teams, these teams that I mean, the Nets obviously have like the Nets are a little bit of the exception because you know, it's Kyrie. It's um, Harden and KD, Patty Mills, you know what I'm saying, that roster. Although they did lose Jeff Green, right? Yeah, Jeff Green is on uh, Denver now. Okay, yeah. So the Nets feel like the exception. They, they did resign. They signed. They resigned Blake. Yeah. Uh, I think they lost Jeff Green. They They drafted a – I like the guy they drafted, actually. I think Keon Johnson, I think his name was. Yeah. I, I like him. But he's, like, he's more of a guard, so – yeah, they're missing a wing now. I was going to say how you were saying this, the Heat for like a playoff team. It does. And we could t- tee this into next, like the next show, next week. It's just even tying into Olympic basketball is like these teams are really, they're built for the playoffs. Like I'm not, I don't, I don't know if the Lakers are going to, going to get the one seed or the two seed or they, they're probably really going to be going to be trying. I can't really, healthy, I can't see them falling, you know, out of the top four, of course, but Excuse me. Anything's possible, you know. When when you talk about older players, you look at like the, the these teams. These are like big physical teams, and that's where we with the playoffs is. You know what I'm saying? Like it's it's all like the um. I mean, you had your Trey Young run. You know that was very very cool to watch. But I mean, it's big. It's physical. It's it's a lot of uh ninety. 97 to you know 102 games with five minutes to go in the fourth three minutes to go in the fourth which is still a lot of points but like not how it is in the regular season where it's like 110 to 110 with six minutes to go through the fourth quarter you know what i'm saying so it does feel like these like the heat and the nets are just i mean the lakers and even the nets are just building up for like which they should be because they, they have guys that are ready to win now but they're building up for these playoff runs they're not it's not a lot of flashy basketball you're not going to see Kyle Lowry like running around shooting five threes. I mean, he might shoot five threes again, whatever, but like shooting like from the half court logo, or whatever, it's going to be a lot of like flopping and flailing and drawing charges and um, like, like PJ Tucker, like punching you in the face, you know what I'm saying? Smashing off basketball kind of like, so that that'll definitely be interesting to see because we saw this year and you touched on it a little bit. We touched on it off the, off the air, but we can touch on, like I said, next time it's just that like, Playoff basketball is still much more like much more physical than like the regular season is. And people forget that until especially when you get into like the second round, second round, the conference finals, the NBA finals, you see how like the more physical team pretty much always wins. Right. I mean, yeah. Pretty much. I mean, it helps when you have the best player as well. But, yeah, no, it definitely makes a big difference. I mean, yeah, obviously, obviously your physicality has to match your talent. Like, you, I'm not, you know what I'm saying? So th- there's that. But I'm just saying, like, you know, the little, the little, like, cutesy, you know, pick and pop. Oh, we're going to run and shoot all these threes and finesse games. Like, it, it, you know, it works if you have Steph Curry. He's a great shooter of all time. And you have Draymond Green and you have, you know, Kevin Durant, you have Clay Thompson, who are all like good defenders and all that. But, you know, typically like big physical teams are, are, you know, winning these games and teams that are actually hitting, taking and making mid-range jump shots and getting twos and not like relying solely on the three-pointers to the point where like, you know, like that's all they're doing, you know, obviously it's still a part of the game, but 
it's just something to touch on and, you know, tease it for the next segment. But I don't have anything else to say regarding free agency. I mean, I would ask you what the biggest winners or losers are, but I just feel like there's so much left out there to, like, to happen. You know what I'm saying? I don't, it's day two, but it's still a lot of people unsigned, a lot of big names, a lot of trades that we're still waiting on. Yeah, no, it's, it's definitely a lot. It's definitely a lot to still to still go on. You know, I just saw a tweet uh, about the Spurs because uh, they came into the offseason with $48 million in cap space. And they used that cap space for Doug McDermott, Zach Collins, Dad Young, Alfred Camino, a first-round pick, and have $6 million left in cap space. So, you know, I'm feeling I'm about to start looking up 2022 uh, top five picks. Ready to go, <laughs> Alfred Camino. Yeah, uh, Doug, I will Doug say if, if Pop is the coach, if Pop is the coach, everyone swears he is, and the Spurs will be decent. But he isn't, so I'm ex- I'm ready to get this top three pick. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Pop Pop's days might might be looking numbered. When is he retiring? Because every I feel like the last three years is like, oh, this is my next year's my I've last year. I have always said I thought he was going to retire after he coached the Olympics. So the Olympics are here, and so I think this will be his last season if he doesn't retire even before the season starts. I would assume you would at least have to, at this point, coach through the season. I feel like you would have told them, but who knows? I mean, maybe. I mean, he could have just told them, and they and they just didn't tell us, for all you know, you know? But I, I, I always thought that – I never expected him to retire before – the Olympics. Uh, so now that the Olympics are here. You know, I, I expect them to retire in the next twelve months. All right, we'll see. I'm still waiting on uh, some Pascal Siakam news to break, some Bradley Bill news, uh, Sixers news, um, Dame news, and some Christoph Porzingis news to break. Um, I feel like the Magic Mavericks, excuse me, have to do something. Um, but until then, you know, we'll sign off and we'll, we'll definitely definitely keep an eye out. We'll, we'll definitely yeah, be back if something right. something crazy pops off. Yeah, something something else will happen soon. We'll definitely be back on. But, yeah, no, I appreciate you coming on. You know, had to, had to get some things off my chest. Had a lot going on these, this past week uh, or, you know, I guess two weeks since last time we were on. So, no, definitely definitely glad to be on. You know, maybe I'll, I'll – maybe I'll, I'll run it back on mine. I'm not sure yet. All right. Well – Thank you all for listening and uh, check us out next time. Peace.